welcome to episode 164 of We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. I'm Stevie Wildcard. And I'm Rebecca Hamrick. And every week, Stevie Wildcard and I get together with Rebecca Hamrick, and we do this whole show about having life issues and making comic book issues. And so far, things have been going. Stephen, my life is spinning out of control. The last couple <laughs> weeks have been a mess. I'm trying to dig my way out of it. I'm getting out. It was a whole Friday the 13th. I was sick, and then I was stalked, and then there was doxing, and then all this drama. And now it's almost Halloween, and I was like, I need to shake myself out of this by not talking about me anymore. What can we do? And you were like, I know what we do. We talk about someone else. I was like, impossible, Stephen. I'm a crazy narcissist. I refuse <laughs> to talk about anyone but me. <laughs> and you begged me and you were like okay i'm gonna quit the show if we don't have someone else on other than you and i was like okay fine we'll do it and then i was like okay i'll only do it if we have rebecca rebecca we we met you we've met you uh, what at the convention years ago now so many years ago so many yeah, years ago. So we've many, been best friends for long time long time best friend so for those of you who don't know, Rebecca is an incredible author of a, a wide array of books, uh, ranging from like incredible, hilarious sci-fi fantasy fun books um, to zombie books and even books with alien dicks, right? Like that, as far as I know. Um, Rebecca, it's wonderful to have you. Will you please tell people a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I write under R.M. Hamrick for things that are non-dick adjacent um and i find those dick books though like real quick yeah the dick books um reverie hardwood is what i write under i've made him family safe i feel like you missed a d there like it's hardwood for sure right it it is hard hardwood yeah (laughs) no i had to really rein it in when it came to the names uh, like I could be anything. Yeah. I had to I had to be hardwood. I'm really interested in that. Oh my god. Okay. Ooh how (laughs) let's just get into that real quick. How did you come up with that? Like, like, did you have other ways? Was it like a Simpson situation where it's like, you could be Chesty LaRue or Hootie McBoob? Like, is it, <laughs> how, did you, how did you choose your name? Dick McDickface. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I brainstormed and um, I, I finally had to give myself rules. I was like, I want it to be similar to, I wanted it to be um, symmetrical on the, t- on the book cover. Like you get to design your own, yeah, your own thing. So, um, Rebecca Hamrick and Reverie Hardwood are kind of like an alliteration. It's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I figured if I, you know, kind of kept it within the the same letters, that maybe I'd respond to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. I oh, oh, people are talking about me again. Here we are. <laughs> this would be like alien dick lady. Oh, yes, that's definitely yes. <laughs> Reverie are. Hardwood right there. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, my my my. my... If I was writing, you know, alien dick books, it would just be Stephen Jod. If anyone knows how I change my name, it's just one letter. That's it. Just flip the T to a J. Stephen Jod's himself on digital chess games right now. That's what he's doing. <laughs> like the no. Todd would work really well too. Just the yeah. Todd. The Todd. Todd. The Todd is Todd. The Todd Cubes. Okay, so it, it's pretty interesting. Like you, you write a whole series of books. Um, called, what is it, the Adeline? Um, Adeline Adventures. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that That's- right? Yep, that's uh, my kind of Golden Girls in space. It's an all-female space crew. Okay, I was gonna say, like, I like that. I'm sure that would totally sell it for a lot of people. When I was reading it, I like, I wasn't immediately thinking Golden Girls, but I really like the world that's set up almost immediately. And that, like, you did such a good job. Like, go check out those books. I, you know, I have all of them, I think, or I have most of them at least now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> go check them out. All the links are below. Uh, they're really interesting. Uh, the world that you're building, you do a really good job. We talked to um, other friends about this, but like you do a really good job at like 
building a world subtly within the uh within the text without overwhelming people with like exposition like i didn't feel like it was like seven pages of what the spaceship <laughs> looked like you were just like this is important details for right now with a little like spice and i, I like that a lot but yeah those books are great what made you want to use a a pseudonym with the, the 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 alien dick books though why you don't feel comfortable or you, was there a specific reason um, I think it was more just audience expectations. I didn't want um, people to just pick up an R.M. Hamrick book. I think right. it's the same one as, I mean, you can tell by the cover, <laughs> I think, but. Where's that funky bass coming from while I'm reading <laughs> this? <laughs> but at the same time, um, this Adeline adventure book, I've been asked if it's middle grade. And I've also been asked if it's tentacle porn. And the answer for both is maybe. Whatever sells the book, right? Whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's a basically choose your own adventure. I mean, you just kind of jump to the tentacle chapter if that's what you're into. <laughs> this was all of life. Is it tentacle porn or is it middle grade sci-fi fantasy? Ooh, it's a little questionable. I've been drinking this evening. Let's let's go to the tentacle chapter. <laughs> so okay, uh, so Rebecca, every you know, the whole concept of our show is we talk about our various issues that we have while we're creating things. So before we get into some of the other things that we're like dying to talk to you about, for those of you who don't know, Rebecca is a zombie expert. She's written zombie books, and she is as as I know, as I'm aware of, um, she has her like master's degree or even doctorate in zombieology. Um, well, I have a degree in biomedical engineering. Yeah. So I actually build them from a more of a machine machine style there you go that's i mean that's that's pretty impressive and incredible and i can't so it's more like modern day frankenstein zombies is what you're telling me steven <laughs> we're gonna get there let's let's <laughs> we have a whole song to do before we get to that seg segment but before we get there we're gonna talk about uh rebecca's issues a little bit so we always we talked about our issues um like previously previously on anthony's life i was doxxed and had this whole drama and all this stuff and we talked about all my issues steven we talked tried to talk, we talked about his issues and he's like i'm happily married and i'm <laughs> smart and i'm funny and my hair is like a god of a god and he's like oh i'm hung like it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so like steven steven has issues too we all have issues um so we were like okay we have a guest on uh and obviously to your comfort range but like what sort of issues do you deal with as a creative person as a creator who's publishing going out to conventions and that sort of thing like what do you deal with on the day-to-day -day, you know right now um right now it is really weird for me because i've got this magical life like steven does at this moment <laughs> where i um I'm gonna I was working... off the call real quick. Hang on. Can't be two freaking happy people on this day. <laughs> but don't I'm, worry I'm, about I'm it. Overwhelmed with happiness. I have issues, everyone. No, no. Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but no, the thing is, is I still have crippling anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel so that. it's all the happiness and stuff, but then all the guilt. Yeah. And so because what I what I'm doing, I, I mean, um, I I worked I worked in the medical field um, for a, a decade and I eventually built a business there and then I sold that business and moved to lovely Florida um, <laughs> and I'm spending I am well into two years of an adventure of trying to write full time so Oof. it's everything I dreamed it would be and it's absolutely terrifying as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
that probably means you're doing it right though right i mean to some extent i would think of course so um okay i'm sure a lot of our our viewers and like our friends i they're all creative people as well who like make things and like even like steven and i we're trying to dip our toes into that we're trying to find a way to make you know to create that uh path you know toward doing it full-time for ourselves so like what was that like for you was it the cushion of selling your previous job that allowed you the comfort to you know take that leap um and even without that like are there some things that you've done that you would suggest maybe others would try like uh patreon and that sort of stuff um yeah so i i mean coming at that from a like emotional standpoint like yeah like having that safety net helped but at the same time like there's like i don't know if it's like a a poverty mindset that i like I, that i started with that like any money that i have i feel like is zero money yeah mm-hmm. like like this is the emergency fund. Nobody like I don't ever dip into 100%. this ever again. This is, but that's you got to take risks. Yeah, that's what you did, right? Like that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's the that money is so that this this Rebecca can enjoy herself while trying to become an author. Like, well, you are an author, but while trying to like make money from being an author to a degree to which you don't have to worry about tapping into said emergency fund, you know. Um, that's what it was for, right? I mean, like yeah. you just gotta remind yourself that, hey, this is my this is for me to enjoy and me to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can always go back to work. That's yeah. true. Okay, so I know you do have a Patreon because I am subscribed to your Patreon, and you know, like we, <laughs> we've we've talked a bit about that. Um, is there some something you found was uh like something you could share with people that's beneficial to help people grow their patreon followers or like you know just get get the word out there and make people get people's interest up a little bit um yeah i would say to um patreon is definitely one of the things that really helped me understand that maybe this could be something that i could make a living off of because Mm -hmm. patreon is like the monthly subscriptions and so that you have this kind of um, set income that's coming in and you can kind of I, I was able to see it more as a business. Yeah. Like this is how much money is coming in and this is how much money I need to spend on a cover. This is how much money I need to spend on editing mm-hmm. um, and then shows and things like that. Um, but yeah, I would say like to reach out to the people who have liked your stuff. And a lot of times I think on um, for me, for Patreon, they want to support me as a person, as an author, yeah. and whatever whatever it is that I'm writing. Yeah. So if you can find those um, fans, and then um, a lot of Patreon is like connecting with people. And um, I, I mean, I think what, what we did was, um, and I've done with other authors is, hey, I'll support your Patreon page, you support my Patreon page. And it creates that social... Mm-hmm. Um, that social support and yeah, it, representation connections that, and... that that's interesting and like it also it, it it kind of like in a silly way validates it for other people who will see it because they'll see like oh this person already has five uh patreon supporters that means it's probably active enough for me to want to support it and they you know it, it lends that credibility to it whereas like even if something is totally credible and like doing their due diligence and their work and putting and giving as much as they possibly can if someone sees that they have no previous supporters they're like "Mm, i wonder why maybe they're not doing anything or maybe they suck and i don't you know i don't want to support them 
I'm not like that. Steven's not like that, but some people are. So it's nice <laughs> to see when you see those numbers increase, just like our show where it's like we try to uh, get people to subscribe because when people see the subscriber numbers higher, they're more likely to give it an, a chance. You know, they give us a, a that's why yeah. I'm scared because I'm like, oh, this is someone's first episode. Oh, God, oh, no, I'm wearing this whole <laughs> shirt. Ah, you know, like, what do I do? Um. But it doesn't matter, you know, but anyway, just like it, it is good to like create the um, community while also, um, you know, perpetuating the uh, like the c- kind of the illusion of, you know, like a, a bigger following while uh, cultivating a bigger following. And it does help one another. You know, it's kind of cool. So aside from Patreon, I know like you do conventions as well. We do. You know, we've done a few conventions. We've seen you at a, a couple at least. Uh, How is that for you? And like, have you learned anything from those? So as an author, I started going to conventions, but that wasn't never anything that I was a part of beforehand. And not because I wasn't interested in the geekdom. Like I, fi- I do feel at home there, but mm-hmm. I'm more of an introvert. So um, all of these conventions and stuff has really been me dipping my toe in as a vendor or as a guest. Um, I moderated my first panels at Con Carolinas. Wow. Um, what was that like? This year. It was um, nerve-wracking, but a lot of fun. Yeah. They... Um, they were like, oh, you're our expert on cryptobiology. Just moderate a panel on that. I'm not an expert on, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you are an expert on cryptobiology and you're also an expert on uh, the undead and zombies. And I'm really, I'm glad to have you here for many reasons where, I mean, we're happy to talk to you. We've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. I actually invited you on the show months and months ago. And I was like, okay, well, when would you like to be on? And you're like, as late as possible, like the last possible date you could possibly have me on. I was like, okay. (laughs) You're like, I don't want to. Furthest from this point. Yeah. So it's the end of the universe. Rebecca, how have you been? How was life? The podcast at the end of the universe is where we met. Um, So but yeah, you were like, okay, well, since I'm a zombie expert, we can talk near uh, Halloween. That would make sense. I was like, yes, that does make sense because we love talking about monsters and we love talking about zombies. So, Steven, Steven, will you please hit us with that incredible monster test song that like... Song the same every- way every time. Yes. Tonight, we join and gather around fire pits to find the truth about zombies. Cause tonight's monster test is joined by a wonderful person. Her name is Rebecca. And this is probably one of the weakest songs I've ever done for monster test. Cause it's monster test. <laughs> My favorite thing about that was watching Steven get into his head about it. Like midway. <laughs> Where he's like, oh man, I leaned into like the sensual part and I don't. I, I, I need out. to bring it home. I need to bring it I home. Bring it home. <laughs> you did bring it home though. I, I, did, I, I, I thought I brought it home. Not to mention like dipping Molnir like that. I was like, ooh, that's going to be a thumbnail. <laughs> like, well, this is beautiful. <laughs> um, so, Rebecca. So, okay, here I'll say. So, every week uh, we get together and we do various segments. You know, we, we, we pitch movies and we, you know, we, we do, we date robots and we do all kinds of stuff. Sometimes Steve and I get together and we like to talk about our favorite monsters. We we explore the mythos of monsters. We talk about what we think a monster is. We ask some questions. We try to get to the bottom of what a monster is and kind of put ourselves to the test. This week, we have a zombie expert on. Rebecca Hamrick, you are 
you are one of the greatest, like most renowned zombie experts of all time. And we have some questions from our colony for you. Okay. So we want, I want you to answer. Ooh. With, yeah. Oh, so you we, double dip this chick. I, I did double dip. at that son of a bitch. I did. So this week, we have questions from the colony for a monster test. Very first question we have comes from Daniel Quigley. It says, you found the cure for the murderous part of the zombie nature, but not zombieism itself. So you have a bunch of chill zombies. What would you do with them as a society? What would happen? Hmm. So they are no longer murderous. They're, they, they've got their own little brain snacks that they're enjoying. That's and right. they're just chill. Naturally. I don't see the difference between that and the world we live in now. I don't think there is one. I think that already happened. I, I think like yeah. in 2012, the world ended with the zombie apocalypse while most of us were asleep. Like, I think we all got smartphones and we're looking at our phone like, oh, oh, wait, what is it? My space left. Oh, no. Guess I'm on Facebook. Oh, no. And we we're like, we we're so looking at that. And 2012 happened. We we're like, oh, the end of the world didn't happen. But there was a zombie apocalypse that no one told us about. And then most of us were zombies. But then it was kind of cured. Right. Yeah. Although some we got was- alerts on our phone about it, I think <laughs> that probably happened. Can the zombies like in this universe that Daniel Quigley has so beautifully and poetically mm-hmm. painted, mm-hmm. um, can they eat raisin raisin brains? <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, bran flakes that satisfy the zombie brain urge. I think Two scoops of brains in every box. I feel like you could. Like, I mean, since people obviously get, uh, like, you know, you get lobotomies, there are brain surgeries done, right? Like, you can live... You know, you can live after some sort of brain surgeries, or some people can. Um, I so I can imagine, I can imagine that there are you know people somewhere just harvesting brain parts for the zombie horde. How much mm. do they really need? It's like a Scooby snack of brain, right? Like it's just like they just need enough to get by. They don't have to like they don't really need muscle, do they? They just move on their own anyway. The, yeah, it's just magic, really. It's it's magic or like virus. Oh, okay. That being said, I know there are a couple virus questions. power. <laughs> okay so speaking of that um producer sean asked us from a scientific wait let me see oh from a scientific perspective what's the most plausible explanation explanation for reanimating the dead and how close are we to achieving it so i guess i will go with what i wrote a book on yes, um yeah um so in my book they are viral it's a virus it's a medical medically induced zombies so this um disease comes and usually you know from the traditional methods but um it shuts down some of the higher neurotransmitters and only your basic parts of your brain um are functioning so they're able to adapt and so that's why you're able to move and walk but you don't really have you know the higher brain function it's almost like instinctual like what what like man would be without any of its imprints throughout like the years of society basically right. so it's like unconscious man basically mm-hmm. interesting um so oh speaking of before we get to the next question your zombie book is really interesting because I mean, for many reasons, but from what I read, there are basically like collectors that go around tagging the loose zombies as if like like bounty hunters who are going to cash them in for money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our main character is a zombie tagger. And so it's been 10 years after the zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. People are just kind of chilling in their new villages. We're trying, we're getting by. And um, uh, this big corporation announces a cure. And, uh, so now, if you remember where you left your loved one, they could be cured and they can be brought back to to normal functioning life. 
Um, and so our um, main character, Audra, she she goes out and she goes and finds people's lost loved ones for them and brings them back for money. Yes. And she's doing that to try to earn a cure for her sister. Yeah. And it's I like that she's like deeply in debt, you know, but from this like this company that she does this for, she only gets paid so much, but they take money from her to get the money out. And it's all this, you know, this whole situation. I also my favorite part so far from what I read in the book was that um she was like, you know, you don't want to get bit because if you get bit, you will turn into one of these things yourself. Uh so they like some people opt to take out the teeth of the zombies that they capture, and then the you know, like once they get brought back, they can get dentures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was that was really interesting. I love that. <laughs> So yeah. I, that, 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 okay, I, I, we're going to get back to the questions from the colony, but I have a question myself. I have a question myself. So in your world as a, a zombie expert, and I'll even say like, go to your book. Let's just say those teeth that get taken out. If someone took those teeth and made like brass knuckles out of those teeth and punched someone with the zombie teeth, would that person then become a zombie? It depends if there's any viral load on those teeth. So are you saying, okay, so is it sal- like salivation-based? Like, is it um, mm-hmm. it's just any DNA? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Salivation, blood. Blood, okay. How long would it take for those particular fluids to dry up in a an undead corpse, do you think? Inside the corpse? It depends on your outside environment, right? I, I, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, of course. I mean, if they're um, not drinking their eight to ten glasses of water water a day, it's going to be like three days to seven, right? Yeah, three so, to seven so, days. Someone else. Uh, you're in Central Florida. It's so yeah. humid. You know, you're just, just moist you're all the time. Stay. We're always yeah. moist. Yeah. We just be a bunch of like bog zombies, right? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> see. Um, swamp some, things. <laughs> they call they call the Florida zombies swamp things. <laughs> swamp things. With the A, four A's actually. Swamp things. Okay, this is, yeah, okay, I was looking for this question. Lost Between Worlds, our friend Edwin asked, um, how long would survivors have to hold out until the zombies finally decompose and re- re- uh, reduce to nothing? Like, how long do you think So I'm a, imagine we're talking, like, living Night of the Living Dead zombies, right. like, the ones that come mm. from the grave and are already, like, rotting corpses. Like, that well, kind of zombie infection? Well, I imagine, like, because no matter what, um, are the zombies, because... In your world, are are they dead people or are they just simply sick people? They're de- they're sick people, right? They're sick people, right? Yeah, because like most of the time in most fiction, mm-hmm. they're dead people being brought back, so they're undead. But in your world, just like like a um twenty eight days later situation, they're sick people. They have some sort of infection, which I still think of them as zombies because if you don't have like the cognitive, if you if you're not a conscious human person, you're essentially a zombie anyway. You know that's. It's it's interesting what makes a zombie. Um, so, like, how do you dif- differentiate, like, zombie from undead? Or do you see them as the same thing anyway? Um, no, I mean, I think you got to pick your kind of your rules until we see different versions of zombies in real life. We're not going to be able to say, oh, this is this is proof positive. This is mm-hmm. what this is going to be like in my book it is based on um because it's based on corporations and stuff it's based on money so mm-hmm. how well was this body preserved the sick person preserved mm-hmm. were they hanging out in a house or were they out in the woods um, right. and then how much money do you have for skin grafts for dentures for hair it's a, plugs it's a good market. you know if you've if you've got if you've got money you know you can you can <laughs> really doll doll somebody up so Fix that zombie. 
Stephen, fix me. Would you fix me, Stephen? Would you make me look good? Like, what oh, Anthony, I wouldn't have to do much, but yes, any oh. any additions that needed to be added, you'd probably need things <laughs> subtracted from you. I would probably don't like, bring me, don't bring me back. Like, don't mentally bring me back. Just make sure you get me. Like, tag me, get me home, but just leave me as like the weird sound. Like, just hang out Listen. with me. This guy is so much happier now that he doesn't have to worry about stuff. Like this is just this is him. This is his zen. Okay, you just, I, you just cut into my zombie brain, and I only think about parking. That's all I think. <laughs> I cry the whole time. Just I'm dead inside. Just dying. Like they start administering the cure. And you're like, oh no, where am I gonna park? Wait, wait, park? <laughs> oh no, 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 reverse the cure. Reverse the cure. <laughs> Let okay, him be uh, at peace. So, uh, E Bunny zero six one Ebony asks. How does one become an expert on zombies? How did you become an expert on zombies? Um, I I went to school and didn't read yeah, yeah. the things they told me to read, and then I gave them a lot of money. Excellent. That's I mean that's 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 how most of our experts become experts. I really that's I prefer it that way. Um, if you read the things they want you to read, you're not you're an expert on you know the reading, and they're like, who wants that? We're not. <laughs> it's not the reading test. It's the monster test, right? So, all right. Let's see. So we have Daily Downing asks or says, uh, I read in a young adult horror novel about a zombie that has eyes and mouth sewn shut. I didn't never I'd never heard of that. Any ideas uh what some lore on that might be? Do you know anything about uh the zombie lore? Like let's talk about that because I think there's another question about that. Do you know where zombies come from to begin with? Well, that feels like a history yeah. lesson. Um and I feel like when you're doing that, you're getting into the reanimation of corpses more so of um voodoo. I was gonna say, well, well, yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit of everything because I think it started in Haiti, right? Where mm -hmm. it was kind of like um like a a metaphor for slavery and like that sort of you know that situation. And then there was even some like you were saying like voodoo, where it was like, are they really ever dead or are they just kind of lobotomized via this uh series of things that we've done to this person, like drugging them and such. But then after that, you know, you get into like the movies where like it's more like um science-based like frankenstein you know like oh can i use technology to bring this creature back to life you know and then it's the real like modern undead zombie came with george romero right which is like the mm -hmm. night of living night of living dead in like 1968 or so you know like like around that mm -hmm. time um george romero came out and just like that's the origin of the undead zombie i don't know the first time i saw a zombie similar to like what you're saying where it's like a sickness mine was 20 days later that was the first time i recall seeing like a, 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 a unconscious like mm -hmm. creature of a human being who's just simply sick um i mean there are other there are other uh creatures and other you know goblins and such like, like i mean vampires in general are, have been like that for for a long time as well you know or it's like they they're, they were human but now they are a type of human that now need a specific thing to live it's like gremlins now they have rules they can't go out <laughs> you know can't feed them before midnight. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think I think we just cracked the case that uh, gremlins are just vampires that are cute. Reverse vampires. Reverse vampires. <laughs> All right. But um, when's the first time you saw it? Like you know, or like what made you lean into the the sickness rather than the undead? Um, I think it was the fact that I started reading zombie books and I couldn't find the zombie book that I wanted to read. It was always about the first night of how do we, what's a zombie? How do we kill a zombie? Right. And I really wanted to know what happened like 10 years, 20 years yeah. later, 
what what's going on um mm-hmm. and kind of the last of us uh, yeah. was the first time that i really got to see something that was post yeah post 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 like what's going on post post malone <laughs> so. that's what we call like way to the future it's the Post Post Malone era. Post Post Malone. No more face tattoos. It's crazy. I don't know what happens, but something happens in between now and. He says all tattoos. He says all. I'm I'm, I'm ink. I am a (laughs) bottle of ink. He has so many tattoos. You think he has no tattoos? I like it. All right, let's see. Okay, so we have Dina asks, does chilies have beans or brains? It's a it's a legitimate question. You have to answer it. As oh, so in in said zombie apocalypse yes. apocalyptic wasteland, does Chili swap their infamous beans or their f- famous mm-hmm. their famous beans very with famous. very famous beans with brain bits? Like, are there loaded nachos topped with shredded cheese and brain? Um, to that res- to that, I would respond. Um, my sister wanted me to name the book instead of chasing a cure. Not everybody is cooking gravy. Not everybody is cooking gravy. I like it. it sounds like a Fall Out Boy song. And I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of my tweets, though. It wasn't, it wasn't a Fall Out Boy song. <laughs> but, we are just one Fall Out Boy song. This whole podcast. This I whole podcast is one Fall Out in Boy an inf- In an infinite universe, there's an entire universe that exists from start to finish just to label us a Fall Out Boy song. And that's pretty crazy to know if you really think about it. <laughs> we're just in the parentheses part of the fallout boy song the afterlife <laughs> is what came before and after that's but, fallout um, boy is actually who destroys like the matrix like universe because what happens is, is the song titles compound on themselves and eventually like the like the computer can't keep up oh my god okay um let's see so we have in the form of a bucket <laughs> in the form of a bucket, <laughs> of a bucket. so mj alexander asks would a zombie prefer spiced human or not Ooh. I think it would vary from zombie to zombie, right? Like some zombies would dig it. Some would some would be like, ooh, that's a little, it's a little outside of my wheelhouse. Do you have any ranch yeah. dressing to ranch, cool this bad boy down? Some chicken nuggets. Yeah. I only I only eat white boys. Playing, <laughs> playing chicken nugget what? white boys. No. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> oh God. Okay, let's see. Okay, Jess. Um whom I love. One of my best friends on Twitter asks, do zombies have a sex drive? I just want to ask something new and unexpected. Do zombies have a sex drive? Especially, okay, if your zombies are just sick and they're not undead. Because I get the undead ones are just like, eh, the brains, I have one specific thing that I'm alive for. But the sick ones, do they have a sex drive if they're just like all id? Like if they're all like dry? I would think so, right? Because that's a very basic instinct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ooh. I... So the children birth between two with that virus, would Ooh. that ch- would would the child be? I mean, I guess right. Most viruses transfer like that. Like I would imagine if they're transferring through saliva, just or little baby, little baby zombie, zombie. I'm just imagining a zombie eating out, eating. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you are. Right? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's aggressive. It could go from it could it's, it could go from like 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 sexy to extremely violent so fast you know. I mean, they're never not not into it though. Like they're always like <laughs> either way. <laughs> but you don't want it. They're too a lot of teeth going on, right? Like you don't want to deal with that situation. I hope um, all you listeners at Patreon love this very exclusive little piece because I know Anthony's gonna edit it out. <laughs> 
uh alvira alvira khan for vp as soup as i don't know what it says uh asks what is their opinion about type 1 diabetics being resistant to zombie com- conversion due to the zombie virus disguising as surface to design disguising as surface to be let into cell walls what do you think um you people with type 1 diabetes uh are they resistant to the zombie outbreak for whatever reason i don't have anybody who's resistant but that is partly of how kind of the cure is established is the fact that um it um it attracts the the zombie virus to attach to it instead of the neurotransmitters that it feeds on well, that's cool okay. so they definitely have to the whatever drug or resistance would have to be something that um is deals with the blood brain barrier that's able to go through that and do you, would you like me to say any more goobly gawk a little a little bit well i well, what i'm curious about <laughs> uh, i don't want you to spoil anything but like do you i'm trying to think of how to ask this question without spoiling your books um are the books finished or is that series completely finished? Okay. Mm-hmm. And like, so you have a whole resolution to whatever the story is. Can I, I do want to ask, I know how to ask this question. Um, do you in the story um, come to a conclusion on the big world problems or specifically the small world individual story problems? You are never quite sure. Okay. To be honest, because uh, the big bad is a corporation and this is a big, global corporation that had taken over transportation and um, healthcare and all that. Uh, but we're looking at just one story of one, one right. woman cool. and, right. and the things that she's dealing with, with this corporation. Um, it's like a microcosm. She doesn't know how global it is. Right. But That's fair. I, I like that though. It's like a uh, OCP from RoboCop. That's what it reminds me of. Like just like if maybe your book's like in the RoboCop verse, it's just, a little bit later it's like now there are zombies and it gets worse and they are worse um okay so we have one hang on let me make sure okay we already talked about the lore uh jenna cat asked us about the lore but we got into that a bit one last question that i have to ask um because if i don't he'll kick me off of critically stupid go check it out links below um but alexander james the dm for critically stupid asked can they still get erections um or is the blood loss is it a blood loss thing and we kind of covered it but like in your book do you go into it at all um in the book no but i actually had this discussion earlier today (laughs) i feel like i feel like reverie harwood needs to write a story in this universe so we can get to the to the dirty details of zombie erections okay so so okay, so I think we 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 know for a fact that your zombies uh get erections. Do you think that other like the undead zombies would get erections, or do you think? Because obviously, like, there's a rigor mortis situation for a while, right? Um, rigor but, mortis situation. But but like okay, let's just say what is it like five? I don't know. I don't know exactly how long. I'd say okay, eleven. Let's say like twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. It would take a body to like decompose a, a, enough to be weird right like it would just be kind of like mush at that point like with like just the element depending on the weather like you said earlier you know but like in most cases we'd be like close to bone and like we'd have like 
probably vultures and stuff picking at us as you know like the, the zombies as mm-hmm. they walked around so i don't imagine there would be a lot of boners going on i don't think there would be you know like, like it would be pretty rare to see like a zombie only fans however i have to say <laughs> i'm actually kind of disappointed that there aren't more tent poles going on in zombie movies because yeah, i feel like some of them would have to like oh god oh no that's like throw the ring on the zombie like i like why is no one playing this game i, I think that that's that that really is an underrepresented aspect of zombies like i know like rebecca did say like and you're right you do see a lot of like early on in a zombie infestation a zombie apocalypse situation especially recently or in recent years we see like the rah, like really quick like scary like right away oh my god what do i do i'm in my room and there's a zombie you know like and that's cool i, I like that but like we don't see a lot of um like just like not uh, deteriorated zombies just like people who are dead who are just like yeah i had a heart attack that's how i mean the majority of zombies like the majority of people as zombies wouldn't be able to make it out of a coffin there's just no chance like the likelihood of a zombie as we see them in the romero movies making it out of the coffin <laughs> and de- like no they would de- like just completely destroy whatever was left of their body you know like they, how would they get out of the coffin in the first place like if i've watched those mythbusters episodes it's not happening with a zombie right me as a zombie in that coffin (laughs) 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 steven's having flashbacks of his time on the map with Pyme, just like um no that's when you need um some of those things that we did when we weren't sure that bodies were dead where you've got like the rings the bell system like so that you can announce that hey Actually, oh, get man. me out of here. Ooh, can that just sparked an awesome idea. Like, imagine like a Western setting, like, you know, back in like the Wild Wild West or like back when they used to have the bells tied to the, so like the entire place has like the bells tied down, you know? Uh-huh. And like, that's how, that's like the first sign that something's amiss in the world is all the bells are chiming in the graveyard Ooh. at the same time. <laughs> like, wait, what's going on? And then like, <laughs> oh, like the, and then they do Thriller. And um, <laughs> just, before Michael Jackson, um, <laughs> Long before oh, Michael Jackson's there, he teleported. I like that, like, we ended up in a Western zombie story while you're dressed with a cowboy hat on. So, I, I want to tell you why I decided to be Cowboy Thor. Um, because I wanted to wear this Thor shirt in particular, but because of my line of work, look at that farmer's tan I got going on, right? Like, I you see it the mm-hmm. white, the, the white of my arm, like how I, white... do, I do see it. So I was, I was just... like, you know what? I got the farmer's tan. I gotta be Cowboy Thor. Like I'm wrangling, I'm wrangling um screaming llamas. That was in the last Steven. <laughs> when, when okay, so when 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 I asked Steven to put on a costume. I asked Steven Steven if he had a costume ready, knowing he would. I knew he would have costumes. And Steven was like, Oh, I have a Thor costume and a cowboy hat and a Power Rangers <laughs> and a Power Rangers uh mask. And I, Stephen, Stephen, I said, <laughs> I, I text you back and I said, it's Thorfinn time, partner. And I never laughed at a dumb thing I said more than I laughed at that. I was like, it's Thorfinn time, partner. I'm the funniest person alive. You can tell me I'm funny. And Stephen just said nothing for like the next Absolutely. 10 minutes. I was like, so prior to him saying all these amazing puns, he's like, can you be ready? And that was sent to me at 5.58. And I looked at my messages at 7.30. And I was like, oh, crap. I'm like, you gotta text me if I about responded. Yeah, I, I was trying to get Stephen. I was trying to see if we could do this earlier. And I was just like, oh, okay. I guess not. I guess 
no no one loves me that's okay um but okay let me see we talked about we talked about your your issues we talked about some of your your books so this week rebecca you have a special going on with one of your books at least maybe more uh we tell us a little bit about that book and about what's going on yeah, so if you are interested in the Chasing a Cure book, the zombie book that we've been talking about, it is for free as an ebook on Amazon um, as you are watching this through the weekend. So, and I also have, if you're interested in Alien Dick, the mm. Alien Romance book um, yes, under Reverie Hardwood. It is called My Alien Prince. Oh, yes, please. Um, okay, so all the links <laughs> are going to be below. Do they have to know anything to get it for free or like no. it's just going to be no, available? As long as you can buy something on Amazon. Oh, that's super sweet. Um, yeah, go check out all the links below. I also have uh, Rebecca's Patreon and your. Yeah, I I have her send me all the links. So they're all they're all down there. Go click on them. Uh, Rebecca's been awesome talking to you. We please. So we end every episode with talking about what we're gonna do this week. So like, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna like? You're gonna overcome some issues. You know, whatever issues you have, even though you have a perfect, wonderful life, and I'm happy for you. I'm not at all jealous. I'm just just happy for my friends. Uh, so, but what are you gonna do this week with your wonderful life that I don't have that you're just rubbing my face in my own show? Yeah, I'm going to practice being happy. That's um, a good one. And, That's, yeah. a good one. That's yeah. very cool. And um, I, okay, so this week I have a short story that I am um, going to edit and revise. And so I'm going to shop that around af after that. When you say and, shop that around, what do you mean? You, you're going to send it to like, um, like what sort of submissions are you going to do? Um, uh, Sci-fi magazines. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah, there's one that has a deadline coming up, um, Luna Station Quarterly, that I haven't um, tried to shop anything for. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Um, I've only sold one story to a sci-fi journal, but that was, that was like, fun. I've, I've only sold one story. Rebecca, that's amazing. You sold a story <laughs> to a sci-fi journal. That's freaking awesome. That's cool. That That's called a victory and like success in, in our book, right? Steven, tell her she's amazing. What are you doing? You're failing. Rebecca, you are incredible. I was actually thinking about how Anthony needs to sing his victory song where it's his victory over and over again. But he's not going to sing it because he forgot it. This was a real song he used to say. Victory, victory. Vic remember that? Victory, I do remember that. We made victory. Wow, Steven, that's a, that's a deep... That Wow, that's a deep, deep dive. dive. That's a deep cut in our our lore. Uh, so there was, uh, I used to make these silly videos. Um, there there was this thing uh, years and years ago. It was just this the silly TV thing that like uh, Dan Harmon and stuff. It doesn't matter. There was a, a, a thing where they would give you challenges and they'd be like, make a video using only these words, or you know, make a video like this. And there was a video where they're like, or there was a challenge where they said you have to make a video using only one word. So I was like, all right, and I came up with one for the with the word victory and i was this whole silly thing about like uh his brother playing video games and like all he would say was victory it was pretty funny um but yes but that's really cool you were you 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 submitted and got published and now you're trying to submit again that's also neat uh but if you let's just say doesn't work out for whatever reason now you have a short story and then you have a collection of short stories eventually then you have a book of a collection of short stories right like is mm -hmm. that like what's the worst case scenario you are a great writer who has like <laughs> you're prolific like what the heck um so, so much bragging going on steven what are you doing this week this week uh working on the game dragon song to finalize that working on some of the page page thumbnails for issue three as well and then okay. just a, a waiting for stuff to ship uh i think the prints do come like the day before or the day of halloween so i'm excited to see the the merald prints as i call them um and then hopefully the acrylic standees come soon if, if they take too long to send me just the first three we'll have to just see what we do maybe we change it up and like 
swap something out and then maybe the next kickstarter will just throw, i don't know yeah. i don't know what to do with the standees because if it, we're not going to wait a month for standees basically no, people, de- definitely people need, not no. uh like i my my idea is essentially we'll we'll just do like like paint like we'll do pins and we'll send people like extra posters and extra stickers and stuff and i'm sure people understand we'll definitely compensate for the standees i just want to make sure everyone there's no we have the books now you know like we can literally send send everything yeah we're waiting on one of the bonus things you know what i'm saying why is that holding us up it's pretty absurd yeah um but yeah so this week i'm going to solidify all the dialogue in issue three and just like be done with it i sent you all the like basic like all of the panel work and everything for you to draw which is i'm i'm super excited to see what you come up with uh but that's what we're doing this week rebecca it's been amazing uh talking to you thank you so much for coming on the show uh do you want to pitch you know your stuff to the people one last time before we get out of here yeah yeah thank you so much for having me it's been so much fun watching you guys on your podcast for all these years and pretending that i'm friends with you wow. so come on <laughs> you're friends with us you're not you don't wait are you saying you're not really friends with me are you coming no. in December, by the way? I, I wanted to know what what date you guys are going, and I will I will pick that date. What? It's you, what you what guys are December third. <laughs> I think we're doing December third, maybe second. Third. Is it at Crown Plaza again? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just that okay. same one that we usually do, but they moved it to I think December third. Usually it's in November, right, or something like that. Okay. There's there's so many of them now for that one company. Yeah, we'll probably also do the one in March if they do that again. I think they are, but, um, but yeah, tell the people a little bit about yourself and like make sure you do do, what get your stuff. Okay, so um, yeah, I am R M Hamrick for science fiction writing and Reverie Hardwood for spicy science fiction writing. You can find them online on websites and Patreon. I'm starting a Patreon for that new pen name. Um, You probably won't find me on social media, but. No. No. You make an appearance every now and then. Every once in a while. Yeah, it's it's rough and it's been, I mean, I'm not sure how uh, effective it is anymore. <laughs> like it's it, it's it's a big it's a cluster cuss of nonsense these days. It's really tough, you know, with like the blue sky and the threads and the, like X and all this. Like everyone's everywhere, and I don't know what to do anymore. That's why we're like, hey, at least we have a podcast, and like three people will watch, right? Please, I love you. Um, we need but, we need whatever. Ryan. We need Ryan from the office to to to, to create Woof, so it sends the thing everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. But no, it's been amazing having like talking to you and having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Steven, is there anything you want to say to people before we go? As per usual, I love each and every one of you. You're all incredible. You're all amazing. I hope you all have wonderful weeks and great and even greater weekends. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for making it this far in the show. If you made it this far in the show, uh, I love you. Uh, also, I don't like anyone who can't stop watching before this moment. If you stop watching before this moment, you're not seeing this right now. And I, I wish a curse on, on your house. A pox <laughs> on your people. I hope you become a zombie. I'm kidding. I, I don't <laughs> ill on anyone except the people who didn't watch the show like i was previously saying i'm doubling down i'm doubling down on my hatred no i'm kidding uh, but thank thank you all for joining and being a part of this we really love you um and go check out all of rebecca's stuff she's really cool uh we hope we could see you at a convention rebecca and like get to talk to you and actually like earn your friendship for real i guess uh <laughs> i'll try harder next time not only <laughs> Yeah, like so, I've I've two people who have fantastic lives and relationships and everything, but now one of them isn't even my real friend. I'm yeah, dude. Like in my quest log, I have to go back and write mission failed. Like I have to go back and like every time give back the XP that I had earned or I thought I earned, but.
<laughs> we're kidding um of course but we love you thank you so much for for going on here it's it's been so much fun we hope to have you back uh i, I i'm gonna i i started listening to the audiobook of uh chasing a curse and i've been reading the the other stuff so i like the audiobook so far it's 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 helpful for me because i can like draw my little thumbnails while i listen <laughs> that's that's good i can I, I do the you know double duty uh but anyway yeah we should get out of here and i'm gonna how am i gonna end this okay um but yeah thank you all so much make sure you hit the subscribe button tell your grandparents tell your friends tell everyone you know it's a subscribe because we need it um but otherwise i'm anthony i'm stevie wildcard and i'm rebecca and this is what we have issues see you next time have at thee wow <laughs>